Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. This week's movies are Don't Look in the Attic and Don't Look in the Basement. Just stay in the bathroom and hide. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MNDriveInPod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to themidnightdrivein at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food or drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted. See, luckily I'll never have that problem because I'm an old man and we eat dinner between, like, 5.30 and 6.30. Normally we do too, but Amanda was grocery shopping today. Um... Strolled in at like eight ten with uh, some takeout. So nice. I bought all this food, not fucking cooking it. Here's some takeout. <laughs> pretty much. I yeah, pretty much do that every time I go grocery shopping. I can't. I can't handle both those things. I can't handle both grocery shopping and coming home and cooking something. No, she knew I had to do the show, so she was trying to be conscientious of my time. But still didn't work out properly. But it turns out it's all right because then Noah's computer's all jacked up. Yeah, I'm just sitting here like an asshole, <laughs> being on time every week. Hey, yo, yeah. Bill Gates and his fucking Windows bullshit. I use a Windows computer. I don't know why you are having all these problems with it. <laughs> Must be a Canadian Windows. Canadian Windows, it's, yeah doesn't open because it's too cold outside so it's not an issue exactly you get it it's all blight about it it's like updating sorry <laughs> so do you have any big uh, Thanksgiving plans I know Doug you don't well, it's, no it's not Thanksgiving so yeah. Because of the because of the way shit lines up this year, we really don't have much going on Thanksgiving Day. I think we might be going over to our cousin's house for a little bit or something. But we did my family last weekend, and we're doing her family next weekend. So, mm. interesting. Now we're going over to my mom's house. We have six goddamn nieces and nephews. So that'll be a terror. I'll probably end up sick in about a week. So that that necessitates a big turkey. Yeah. You could get several small turkeys. It's not a big deal. We usually have ham and turkey. Uh, okay. So that kind of covers, covers a little bit better. You're those people. Hey, I'm not making it, so I don't get to choose. Does anybody deep fry their turkey down there? Yeah. People do. I ha- I haven't. 
I personally, I don't. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say I personally, I spatchcock the turkey. I don't know what that means. You basically, Stuck it's a style of spatchcocking. You you so you cut out the turkey's spine and you break its breastbone, and it makes the turkey lay out flat, which makes it cook faster, and it also makes the legs and breast cook at the same rate. So it takes like half the time, and it's juicier. That sounds 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 violent. It kind of is. Like I'm gonna fuck up your breastbone. I'm just saying, I I literally cut out a turkey's spine with a pair of shears. You're gonna be, only be more hardcore if the turkey was alive. Gonna be on a list. The NSA is listening. What's weird is if this was in a movie, it would be on our list. So, oh, do you want to talk about movies on our list? The, the Spatchcock Killer. <laughs> well, I guess what Doug is insinuating is we should talk about the movies. If you would call them that for this week, I would, Doug, it's Doug not, picks. That's not what I was insinuating at all. Well, that's but what's going to happen. <laughs> right. Let's get this bullshit over with. I have a feeling that I'm not going to be nearly as negative as you are based on your tone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. One of you pick a movie and talk about it. No, you go. Uh, okay, so I'll do Don't Look in the Basement. Because okay. I'm still not sure what the fuck happened until I'm looking at anything. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so Don't Look in the Basement is about uh, a house for uh, cuckoo crazy pants people, to be politically correct. And uh, the their doctor has the uh, great idea of indulging people's delusions <laughs> in order to heal them. Which, that sounds like it's an, an effective treatment for people with dissociative disorders. You know, Always the best. Oh. Right. In the uh, 70s, nobody knew any better. So, basically, there's there's a bunch of people, they've all got their own weirdsies uh, while doing some kind of weird regressive rage therapy on a guy. Uh, doctor gets hit in the neck with an axe. Uh, and the nurse declares that she's going to take over. Uh, I do believe there was another nurse that also got murdered, right? No, she just retired. Is that right? <laughs> she just was coincidentally retiring around the time okay. of the axe murdering. So. Well, I thought okay. she was going to retire, but then she got choked because somebody thought she stole their baby or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that. Oh, they killed her? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can so, see how so well we all on. watched these movies this week. Uh, yeah, okay, a new nurse. Plot, plot was not the point of this movie at all. Right. New nurse shows up. Um, uh, old nurse is being all bitchy because the doctor didn't tell her that a new nurse was coming. Uh, murders start happening. Who's doing the murders? Oh, well, it couldn't possibly be that that nurse is actually a crazy person, could it? I mean... <laughs> They don't, they don't subtly hint at it <laughs> throughout the movie at all, you know. Uh, yeah, so she's crazy. She kills a bunch of people, uh, which leads to daring to escape. It turns out that that doctor didn't actually die. He's just horribly injured in the basement. 
therefore, I think that the name of this movie is incorrect because if she would have looked in the basement, the movie would have been over. <laughs> the name of the movie should have been, hey, check the basement. <laughs> well, I feel as though the title is uh, meant to imply that there's something going on in the basement that is right. bad, which is still accurate. Yeah. So so basically, Nurse Lady murders a bunch of the patients and an electrician who's just there trying to fix the phone lines while getting molested by the crazy girl who just wants to be loved. Uh, they turn against her. They all murder her. And then the one uh, cuckoo crazy pants who's not super dangerous uh, finds out that they killed her and he goes berserk and kills all of them. So. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, how do we feel about this movie? I feel like the 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 black dude did a pretty good job. Agreed. And, and like nobody else did. <laughs> 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 like he was the bottomized, you know, kind of docile dude who's super into popsicles, apparently. Yeah, he he had whatever that 80s mental disease is where grown adults act like <laughs> kids, but they're, they're super strong for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the one that Pierce Brosnan cured in uh, Lawnmower Man? I believe so, yeah. Spoiler I mean, alert, that's on the list. I think the one of the crazy things about this movie is that there, this movie's actually got a pretty decent body count. Yeah. And somehow it still manages to be boring. See, like, both of you guys have implied that this movie is boring, and I, uh, I'm not saying this is a great movie, but I don't think boring is fair. It's literally, there's every scene has at least one to two crazy people in it. Yeah, You've well, got the, the one guy yeah, in the background just but, constantly running around thinking he's in the middle of a war. You've got that judge who's constantly trying to talk like he's important when he's not. You've got that one girl that keeps trying to molest everybody because she's... Well, see, she's entertaining. She's, yeah. And then you've got, like, Sam, Noah about the, the only woman that shows her boobs in the entire movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't Like, I find all these characters to just be fun to watch. Yeah, you're right. Like, it is... It's essentially, like, a slasher. And I don't even... I, the question I was going to pose to you guys is... A, regarding the nurse being crazy and I I don't know if that's supposed to be a twist or not or if we're just supposed to know oh I think it's supposed to be a twist I think it's just not done well because there's two ways you can play it right you can have it so we all know she's crazy but the the nurse character doesn't know like the, the new nurse or you could be it that it's a major twist for the audience and I don't know which one they were trying to do <laughs> I really thought at the end, whenever the judge said, you're a patient, I was going to be like, oh, shit, they're going to pull the, the flippity-floppity, and it's going to be her that was crazy the entire oh, time. 1973, they weren't ready for that yet. If, that, if this movie were remade today, that would exactly be what happened, is the new nurse would have been the killer the whole time, and she was always a patient. I mean, the other thing is, how fucking how far into this movie are the opening credits? They've got to be twenty minutes into the movie. They're they're quite a ways in. I noticed that too, and I'm not sure why that is. I I think it's just shit editing. I I think that's part of the problem. Like, there's no this this movie's got like no flow to it. 
And like yeah. I said, despite the fact that a lot of people die and, and the kills aren't bad, like I'm, I'm into it. Chick gets the like pointy thing in the eye and yeah. uh, guy with his throat slashed and stuff. I'm, guy gets hit with an axe. That's good stuff. But somehow the stuff in between that is so oh. bad. The, like technically speaking, this is a terrible movie. It's not well shot. It's not well edited. The dialogue's not good. Most of the acting's not good. But there are, like, in an hour and 30 minutes, there's, whatever, four or five decent kills. There's a bunch of crazy people running around doing crazy things the whole time. The The scene where the fucking phone repairman guy shows up and just, like, gets molested in a closet while he's trying to fucking fix the phone, it's just batshit insane. And it looks like something out of a porno, because he shows up there in that, like really cheap looking phone repairman uniform with that giant mustache <laughs> you're just like uh oh I've seen movies that start out like this before <laughs> that movie would have been a better movie yeah yeah. again I'm not saying this is a good a good movie I'm saying it was kind of fun to watch and it's I, I don't see how you could really be bored during it because there's not more than a minute or two goes by before something crazy happens mm. I was pretty bored I don't, I don't know. See, but most of the crazy stuff that happens is like a woman screaming about her baby doll as her baby. And that happens, yeah. what, 50 times in, in an hour and 20 minutes somehow? That happens like three or four times. And then at least twice it's because that Ralph Malf looking guy keeps going in there and threatening to take her <laughs> baby just to cut a shit. Right. And then there's the redhead dude who's just kind of like, I, I don't know, his mental disorder is just that he's a dick. I mean, I is that so. is that the whole thing? That's that's Ralph Mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I think his I mental disorder is that Arnold's burned down in that one episode. <laughs> Doug threw out a Ralph Mouth reference. <laughs> what? what the fuck am I not supposed to when the guy looks like that? What else would you call that guy? <sighs> and and I mean, and you talked about Sarge, the the army guy, but. All he does through the entire movie is sit by that window and go, they're coming. Anytime now, they're coming. I know. But it's That's not all he does. He's, he's a very small background character. And he part of what his purpose is is to give Sam that like ability to have somebody to just like Sam is humoring him the whole time. Like, Sarge, I don't, I don't think they're coming. He's like, we've got to stay vigilant. Okay, I'm going to get a popsicle and then I'll come back and watch for you. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I found all that to be kind of fun and charming. Again, not arguing that this is a great movie. I don't regret watching this. It's got a bad. It's got a bad soundtrack too. Yep, it's, it's not good. Any low budget film from the seventies. This is what you got to put up with, though, right? And actually, a lot of the high budget films from the seventies. But um, it's just what it is. Uh, so my recommendation would be don't look in the DVD player. <laughs> Walk away. Walk away from this movie. Has this movie been released on DVD? Is it that high tech yet? Don't, don't look in the Tubi. Technically, I have a copy of it on DVD. Oh, yeah. I just have never watched it till now. That was probably a good move on your part. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think you guys are a little too down on this movie. I, 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 I fell asleep and then woke up and was like, oh, I didn't miss anything. Well, you might have missed a good kill or that girl might have taken her boobs out again and tried to seduce another person. 
I don't know. I fell asleep, woke up, and then there's a phone repairman there, and I'm like, who's this guy? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, that's what you missed. The phone repairman gets there, and that one old lady that's like just just in the insane asylum for being old and had her tongue cut out. She's trying to warn him, but she can't talk, which is always kind of fun. She's like, ah, God, and he's like, I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Cause she had her tongue cut out for trying to warn the nurse about the crazy people. See, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, Again, an old lady got her tongue cut out. That's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just feel like if if you're, right. if you're gonna do a quick synopsis of this, I would have been like, eh, I could just watch the movie Asylum uh, instead of this one. It'd be perfectly fine. At least that one has Peter Cushing in it. Okay, but you can't just watch the movie Asylum every day. You have to watch something else on other days. And you can. Watch you can't tell one. me what I can't do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like obvi- obviously I, I this think movie old is movies now old movies have to be graded on the scale of would you be better just watching RoboCop? No, but that's not fair. <laughs> so we're never going to recommend a movie again. <laughs> There's nothing on our list that meets that standard. Yeah, we will recommend a movie again. That movie will be RoboCop. Yeah, I wonder if we get around to reviewing RoboCop. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I could I owned three copies of RoboCop for some reason, and I could in fact watch RoboCop instead of a lot of things I watch. But I watch the other things because I'm I'm curious about them, and and typically it's time well spent. But if afterwards I go, well, goddamn it, I could have watched RoboCop. <laughs> I just don't. Then it's a bad. How. Then it's a bad thing. That's like ninety percent of movies, though. Yeah, I don't know how that works. You could literally be watching RoboCop and suddenly be frustrated that you're not watching a different part of RoboCop. That's not like, what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I don't have that reaction a lot because I like bad movies. Why am I watching the scene where RoboCop blows up a gas station when I could be watching the scene where those guys blow up RoboCop? Or the scene where RoboCop shoots that guy in the dick. the guy in the dick, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when he uses that big thing for plugging into computers for stabbing a guy in the neck. Or the fired scene. Do you guys want to cancel the podcast for this week? We'll all just go watch RoboCop and come back later and discuss that. Uh, did you ever see a picture of a girl at a convention and they had like one of those like photo ops? <coughs> and it was with Peter Weller, just like, you know, pay money to have your picture taken with Peter Weller. And of course, she's wearing a shirt that says, Remember that time RoboCop shot that guy in the dick? <laughs> That's a good photo. That's awesome. That's a good shirt. Are those mass marketed? You should be able to go to Walmart and buy one of those by now. Uh, Speaking of things that aren't RoboCop, Doug, why don't you tell us about the other movie? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Damn it. Let's see. Uh, Don't look in the attic. Which is a an Italian movie, so strap yourselves in for some weird sexual innuendo. Uh, innuendo. <laughs> 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 I feel like maybe it was innuendo in the Italian language, and it's in translate quite right. Oh, I'll be honest. Spoiler alert: the ending of this movie is not where you think it's fucking going. It's a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, movie starts in 1955. There's basically bunch of people in this old uh, Italian villa and then they kill each other and it's not really explained why uh, fast forward to uh, today spelled T-O dash D-A-Y which tells you about the quality of this film <laughs> when they can't spell the word today properly um, and uh, a bunch of kids are brought back and told it's like two brothers who haven't seen each other in a long time the one brother brings his wife and then a cousin I guess, are all brought in and told, like, basically they've inherited this villa, but they have to, like, live in it and fix it up. They can't sell it and just take the profits and run. There's enough money that none of them ever have to work again, and, like, they can make restoring the villa their, um, their kind of life's mission, but that's... That's it. They, they, they can't do anything else with the funds. Uh, so they're all living there now. They all just really easily just go all right shrug and they just all start living there together um i don't know shit starts to get weird one guy's wife tries to leave and i would say probably the best scene of the movie she gets hit by a car and uh they start to suspect that something weird is going on something weird is going on the one like lawyer guy turns out to be a demon who is technically the father of all of them? Did I understand that oh, right? Not, not just a demon. It turns out to be this whole fucking thing where he's basically an eternal house vampire that's been fucking each successive uh, tier of his, his children's 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 children. So, so like he he raped somebody and then raped his own child and then raped his own grandchild and so on and so on through time like what in the fuck man yeah that that is what i was trying to say i just didn't quite know how to express it <laughs> luckily noah's here to be straightforward with everyone <laughs> fucking italians man yeah um that was that was kind of fucked up it's a, even before we got to that, the whole, the whole his, his cousin, the, the cousin trying to impregnate the cousin. I was like, man, this is even pretty incesty for an Italian movie. And then well, I was like, oh shit, this is well, next level. This well, is, this is fucking burial ground. Little kid biting his mom's teeth off <laughs> fucking incest shit. Well, first he's trying to impregnate his wife. She then dies and he immediately doesn't grieve and just goes, Hey, should we get married so we can fucking have a kid? The girl's just like, what? At, at least she's like, um, no. <laughs> it's really just that it's, it, well, for the purposes of the people that live in that house, it's really just that one fucking creepy weirdo who's like, first, it, like he's like uh, trying to get his brother to marry their cousin. He's like, you two should just marry. That way we don't have to worry about outsiders marrying us just so they can live in this villa. And then, which is a weird fucking thing to say in and of itself. And then when his wife dies, he's just like, I'll push the brother aside. Now I get to marry the cousin. It's like, and she's just there going, no, I don't think any of you get, you're my cousins. That's weird. <laughs> Who's ready for some cousin sex? And, and then <laughs> eternal demon vampire incest plot. What? Yeah. All Jesus. in the last, like, what is it, the last 10 minutes of the movie that that all that Sounds demon like stuff that. happens? I like, yeah, if you guys know the meme 
uh, the person like looking around and you see all the math floating around their head. That's pretty much what happened to me whenever he was like, I'll just do what I've always done. And it's like, wait, what you've always done. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was shocking when the big reveal comes at the end. And I feel like that reveal, um, like, you know, like there was a whole series of movies in the 70s where they did that relatively slow burn movie, big reveal at the end, right? And it's like that reveal is worthy of a better movie. Because, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I, like, I, I, I don't, again, I, I didn't absolutely hate this movie. I kind of have a little bit of a soft spark for these weird Italian horror movies that don't make a lot of sense way too much weird sexual innuendo um, I love weird Italian movies too but this is just like off the charts I just I kept chuckling every time like cause like the lawyer and his secretary are having a meeting and the whole time they're both like we should probably fuck you wanna fuck remember we did fuck that one time do you wanna fuck again later what do you wanna do you wanna fuck that's just that's the conversation between a boss and his secretary the whole time and like that one cab driver is just like you really want to go over there or would you rather just fuck like they, th- this is basically how people talk to each other in this movie. So by the time the cousins well, start well, coming up, I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, probably uh, state that this, this is an objectively bad movie. similar to the previous one. <laughs> oh, the, I'll, I'll tell you what is, is the worst about this entire movie. The dub is real <laughs> fucking bad. Yeah. Well, that's and, why I, I, I wonder if that's all usually this what makes, makes Italian movies me. charming. And it's bad enough that it doesn't even do that. <laughs> I, I have to assume a lot of this dialogue made a little more sense in the original language. And that just given the fact that they couldn't spell today properly in the in cards, I have to assume that that is part of the problem. My guess is they made up their own movie when they were like dubbing this movie. You think so? That's very plausible. Because there's, like, scenes where it's obvious she said, like, two sentences, and they're trying to cram, like, a paragraph's worth of uh, exposition <laughs> into what she's saying because they're talking really fast. Yeah, but they're in Italian, there might just be a word for eternal host vampire <laughs> incestuous demon. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Speaking of which, can we, can we talk about the... the uh, the the prologue of this movie of her living in the house and staying single so that she never has children so that she can die in in their line uh Mm. so it turns out their line wasn't cursed there was an eternal house vampire (laughs) like fucking (laughs) fucking successive generations and then i don't i don't know like feeding them to the house i don't i don't fucking understand it but who gives it wasn't entirely clear like the like weird evil force that was causing people to die it wasn't fully explained causing people to turn against each other and stab each other i assume causing it there are it's just coincidentally a lot of people did that i'm just uh, saying it stopped after they killed the vampire dude so couldn't she have just you know lived lived a normal life after that if she wanted to well i don't know what the, i don't it's not clear like, cause she, when she came up with that plan of being single the whole time, she didn't know about the weird demon lawyer guy, right? So she's like, yeah, I'm just going to stay single because clearly our gener- our family history isn't great and I don't want this to continue. And then 
when the reveal comes, you think she'd go, all right, well, now I can have a normal life, but... It turns, it turns out we're not cursed. We're just being uh, harried by an incestuous house vampire. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, people are stubborn, and once she has a plan in her head, she's not going to change it. So. Oh. Especially because she's a woman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, silence. That, that silence is totally unwarranted. I'm not, I'm not but isn't, joking. I'm really, I'm pretty confident that you're fucking it up, though, because the offensive stereotype is, oh, it's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. That's what they say, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was saying she's stubborn. You guys you need to the... quit bringing up other <laughs> stuff. Incestuous. <laughs> Nothing else. There is no other reason to discuss anything else about this movie. Everyone, don't don't watch this movie. Fast forward <laughs> to the last third of the movie. Oh, you're being it's generous. Just... The last ten minutes is is perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, I think the last ten minutes is just her fucking monologuing, sitting on a porch. <laughs> Well, I disagree, though. You, I feel you have to stop at the car hitting that chick scene. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know why it's in such slow motion. But, I mean, I guess I do know why. It's because they're not capable of making a better scene. But it's pretty fun to watch. And it looks like uh, they make her go straight up. So it kind of looks like the scene in Hard to Get to Hawaii <laughs> where they hit the guy. <laughs> Fucking oh, movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, acting, acting probably bad. Not sure because with the dub over it, it's impossible to tell. We, yeah, we can only review the dubbed version because, of, as per Brian's comments, the other version might be different. We don't know. <laughs> it could be like a drama about some people going through a divorce. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's bad. Uh, I don't. Once again, the movie's got a huge flow problem, but that's pretty normal for Italian movies. See, so I know yeah. you got to grade that on a curve. Uh, <laughs> fucking incestuous house vampire. <laughs> and then there's some shit with her ghost mom, and I don't think that's ever properly resolved. No, I don't know what the hell happened there. That's that's why the ghost mom wasn't in my plot description. <laughs> I don't know what happened. She go. That's the whole thing. She goes up in the attic, and she finds her mom's journal and reads it. And then that's now she's like, "Well, fine." Then that's I guess there's an incestuous house vampire demon thing. So that's well, all. you know what the fucked up thing is. The mom doesn't lay that out in the journal. If I lived in a house with an incestuous house vampire, first thing I'm writing down, incestuous house vampire, so that <laughs> you know when people find my my shriveled corpse or whatever, they can be like. At least they'll think I was crazy, but they will be warned. <laughs> it does seem like it should come up right away. It's not, you know, beat around the bush with that one. Turns out my mom was right about the incestuous house vampire. <laughs> it's, it's a fun little comedy about a mom who everyone thought was crazy, but it turns out she's not. They should make a sequel and call it. Yeah, yeah, you still don't need to go fucking near that place. <laughs> fuck that did anybody else notice that at the beginning of the movie too this is a bit of a sidebar but they they kept saying the phrase don't go to that villa don't go to that villa 
and then instead of calling the movie don't go to that villa they call it don't go in the attic <laughs> like don't use that phrase 10 times and then have it be so close to the title if you're not going to name the movie that in which once again the only helpful thing she finds in the entire movie is the only thing she finds in the attic <laughs> there's nothing in that attic the incestuous house vampire is the goddamn gardener who's just wandering around <laughs> The gardener doesn't serve a lot of purpose, does he? House yeah. vampire. I mean, <laughs> yeah the uh, the alternate title apparently was House of the Damned. Yeah, I feel like that's a better that's a better title for this movie. Yeah. All right, so weird Italian movie. We're all in agreement. It's a super fucking weird Italian movie. It's available for free if you don't believe the things we're saying about it and you want to check up on us. Yeah. Check out Tubi. Can I point out one thing about fucking Tubi? Sure. That app, that app works perfectly every time I use it mm-hmm. until we try to record a, uh, <laughs> a podcast about one of the movies on it, and then it fucking doesn't work for me. So both of these movies I like watched the first 45 minutes through like my PlayStation app and then I had to watch the rest of my phone because the app crapped out. Both of them at 45 minutes. (laughs) And I use that all the time. It works fine all the time. It just does not want us to record a podcast about the movies for some reason. The app app is so good that it knew like you shouldn't be watching this. (laughs) It's like, come on, man. Apparently uh, in one of the export versions of the film, the the title card of House of the Damned is spelled D A N N E D, so it's just House, <laughs> House of the Damned. Still, <laughs> but still, that's the moment I gave up on this movie when it said like, you know, Turin Italy today, and it couldn't spell today properly. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm not sure if the dubbing is going to be done entirely correctly throughout this. Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at Pod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to themidnightdrivein at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. So next week, we're doing Don't Look Under the Bed. <laughs> There's so many Dane movies. We should have done. We should have set up a Don't month. Yeah, after these two, I don't know. Because we could have watched Don't Go in the House, which is a dude to the flamethrower. There's a movie called Don't Fuck in the Woods that I'm eventually going to have to watch because of that title. There's what? There's Don't Look Under the Bed, Don't Look Now, Don't Look Down, Don't Look Back. Yep. And then there's like, don't look, don't look there. <laughs> and then there's the don't go in the subgenre of don't go in the woods. Don't go so in you, that, we, need, uh, we need Edgar Wright to hurry up and just make his movie. Don't from Grindhouse. Yeah. Don't, don't be alone in a house with a fucking house vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Shit gets real dark. <laughs> Waiting for the one-star reviews for a podcast to show up. Don't listen to this bullshit. (laughs) 
Oh, I should bring that up. We actually have a, a newish review on iTunes. We have a review? Where? Yeah. How do people post reviews for this? <laughs> iTunes. I just looked yes the other day. Oh, all right. Is it? Is it two stars? Uh, five stars. Five stars. Oh, oh. shit. Which one of your moms learned how to internet? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at my iTunes. No, do we have a five star review? Oh. I kind of hope we get some. I'd like some really terrible reviews, but we never get those. No, yeah, we have a five star rating on iTunes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Two reviews, three reviews. Uh, 33. I mean, your other podcast has got to be big enough by now that you get uh, grief uh, reviews, right? Oh, I, we read one on the show this week that says how annoying specifically my voice is and how much they hate it. And I'm like, this is the yeah, best review ever. That's the one thing I find frustrating on, on these podcasts is no hate mail. It's ever. <laughs> oh, all right. So we don't really have any feedback, but we do have an iTunes review from uh, Damn Skippy 55. Subject lines, wow. if, if you miss horror, etc. And then it says, this is a fun, this is fun to listen to. I highly suggest it. It is outside the box podcasting. <laughs> so I, I don't know what that means. It's like, oh, they're shitty on purpose. And be like, no, not really. Oh, little little backhanded compliment there. Outside the box podcast. Yeah. Well, we're not like other we're not like other podcasts, which is probably a fair statement. <laughs> Good statement, but it's it's true. We're not like other people. Like how other people have the feedback prepared in advance before they start recording, <laughs> so they can just seamlessly read it into the show. Uh, let's I was going to say, other people probably don't have 20-minute conversations about incestuous house vampires. Probably not. No. Uh, I was looking for bad reviews, but all of ours are five stars. Apparently, we did get two three-star reviews, but they didn't leave an actual review. They just clicked the three stars. Those motherfuckers. Right? Should, should, should we spread their names so all of our listeners can try to track them down and send them mean spirited comments <laughs> yeah, if I could isn't that, isn't that how the isn't that how the internet works I don't know I feel like that's how the internet works These assholes are fucking up the algorithm it's fine they're actually right three stars is way more fair than five <laughs> well that's perfectly accurate but you should write a review if you're gonna put three yeah. stars I don't know what do you put meh <laughs> <laughs> that's fine we'll read it on air <laughs> And I quote, <clears throat> "Meh, it's all right." In quotes, yeah, whatever. <laughs> if you have a, if you have like a lot of free time, listen to this one. If you only have a little free time, find something better. <laughs> see, let's see what uh, horror etc.'s uh, star rating is. Uh, also five stars. Yeah. From, from three hundred and thirteen re- like reviews. Yeah. So. We're pretty much like the same. No, no, we're not. As the as the only person who was on both shows, no, no, we're not. Uh, uh, oh, they just got they got a brand new review up too. 
Really? Uh, get lifted, 47. You don't know what you have until it's gone. Five stars. Halloween 2019, four question marks. Missing my guys and sometimes Doug. Oh. Then in July, well, that please come back. To this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. So other podcasts that are shut down are getting like people begging for them to come back. <laughs> uh, from March 24th, 2017. I love this podcast. Ted, Tony, sometimes Doug, and their various guests are smart about horror and super funny, too. Uh, okay, this is like a big paragraph. I'm not reading all that, I guess. But It's <laughs> been released by, uh, by two other podcasts, both of which are just <laughs> shitty knockoffs. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. March 26, 2015. From, <laughs> from Zombie Jojo 89 subject line, was a fan. One star. Been a big fan of this podcast for years, but I think I need a break after the last episode where Anthony made some shocking claims. Fifty Shades of Grey is one of the most amazing love stories put to film. I would love to see an Indiana Jones movie with Jaden and Will Smith. Matt Smith is the best Doctor Who. And Daniel Craig is rooting the James Bond franchise. I'm done. <laughs> Did somebody actually say all those things? Anthony said it on I, the show. Because I'm kind of on this zombie dude's side. <laughs> yeah, I might take a break from a podcast. This I don't remember Anthony saying all those things. Apparently, it's one episode. He said all of them. What? When was it? What's the date on that? March 26 to 2015. Honor March 26. I know that because I know what they did do. April Fool's Day podcast once where they all just came out with opposite opinions. Oh, maybe that was it. But that doesn't seem like you'd be able to review that in March because April comes after March. I don't know. Yeah. Anthony said some wacky fucking shit. (laughs) Mind you, he was the first one to call out James Cameron as being a hack filmmaker who doesn't know how to tell a story. And I'd say he's right at this point. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. Yeah, but those other things he, he said. <laughs> yeah, if, I can't. If those are all things that were said earnestly, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I, I mean, okay, technically I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but I assume it's not a great love story. Uh, the Doctor Who thing, I'm not getting into that discussion. I don't know how anyone can think Craig is a bad Bond. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> Um, all right, so here we go. Couple classic, <laughs> couple classics from the Drunken Zombie podcast reviews. Um, Jin Dabby, disappointment, one star. I'm a huge fan of the horror genre. It's just about any medium, games, movies, TV, books, etc. I was looking forward to checking out this podcast. I saw the explicit tag and figured there would be some profanity and some gore. No big deal. I was not, however, expecting the first 20 minutes to be full of racist, sexist, classist, ageist comments and a general lack of compassion for humanity. I thought I would be listening to something about zombies from a human perspective, not a bunch of jumbled hate with poor sound quality. Too bad. (laughs) Uh, That was our favorite review ever from 
August 10th, 2009. Racist. To to which I read it on the air. I'm like, hey, we're not racist. The rest of the stuff sounds right, though. Yeah, totally. And you were Uh, probably racist in the episode you listened to. Who knows? You know. Uh, all right, now that we're done reading bad reviews of other podcasts, what, is it, what did everybody watch since last episode? Uh, uh, you know what? I don't think I watched anything. Mm. Oh, yes, I did. I watched Noel with my family. <laughs> That's the... Uh, it's a Christmas movie starring, yeah. uh, what's her face? The fucking Anna Shendrick. Yeah, what a fucker. We all know, we all know what it is because it pops up when you open Disney Plus. Because yeah. right. But and uh, Bill Hader, who's funny. And oh, it's I didn't about, know. Oh. It's about a lady trying to uh, save Christmas, and she ends up becoming Lady Santa Claus because girls can be Santa Claus too. Hmm. I'm sure. But Bill, is Bill Hader funny in it? Because it seems like something my girlfriend's going to ask me to watch. And if Bill Hader's cool. funny enough in it, I'll take the bullet. Uh, here's the <laughs> thing: there, it's got funny bits in it. Okay. And it's, I, I guess it's not a, it's not an awful Christmas movie by Christmas movie standards. <laughs> in which, in Christmas movie standards, one in a hundred Christmas movies is really, really good, and the rest of them are all hot garbage. Mm-hmm. So this one's okay, which puts this, it toward the top. Is this basically them just trying to make one of those Hallmark Christmas movies? I don't know. It's more like them trying to do Elf. Because the the whole trick is that, uh, uh, whatever the fuck her name is. I can't remember what the fuck her name is. Anna Kendrick. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't, I don't I care like about it. her like other people care about her. I like Anna Keep Kendrick. It. Oh. She's, she's fine. She's like, fine. Whatever. She was in that fucking pitch whatever movie where they sang. Why don't you tell us about this Noel movie that you insisted on bringing up? Yeah. It's uh, her and Bill Hader are Santa Claus's children. And apparently the Santa Claus mantle has been passed from Kringle to Kringle over the years. And Bill Hader is supposed to be the 25th Santa Claus and like the pressure's getting to him and he doesn't want to be Santa Claus and he runs off and becomes a yoga instructor. And, uh, and Andy Hendrick is supposed to go get him and bring him back. And then it's a Christmas movie with lots of touchy feely emotions. And she learns about the magic of Christmas. And Santa Claus is a fucking sexist, which is weird. (laughs) Yeah. The very beginning of the movie, he, Santa Claus shows up and he's given them their Christmas presents. And, you know, she opens hers and it's like toys and a bunch of magazines and stuff. And she's so excited. And then the, the brother opens up his and it's just like a Santa Claus hat. And he's like, yeah, you get to start your Christmas training. And he's like, oh, OK, well, that's good. And he's like, yeah. And she goes, well, what do I do? And he goes, I know he's going to be Santa Claus. And, you know, you, all these people do all these things. What do I do? And he's like, you inspire your brother to have joy. 
<laughs> me and my brothers were all joking. It's like Santa Claus might have just came out and been like, and someday, maybe if you're lucky, you'll marry a rich guy that'll take care of you and you won't have to make decisions anymore. <laughs> Bad Santa. But yeah, like I said, it's okay. It's no... Uh, it's no jingle all the way or like elf or, or one of the good ones, you know what I mean? But it's alright. Yeah. Amanda really likes those uh Jesus Christ, was that like a table saw? I don't know what that was. So uh, Amanda Amanda likes those weird like lifetime Hallmark Christmas nonsense. And uh She'll get mad because I'll come home and she's watching one and then I'll start making fun of her for watching it because I'm a good husband. Um, and it's always like, oh, this woman left this small town to go work in the big city, but now her dad's Santa village is going through a tough time because he got sick. So she's got to go home and help. And I'm like, I bet by the end of this, she'll love Christmas again. And I mean, it's just like, shut up. And so, she'll, she'll get rid of her fancy big city boyfriend and marry the guy who runs the tree farm. You betcha. Uh, but at first they don't like each other, but then by the end they're in love. Um, but then one time she's like, well, how about you watch one of those slasher movies? Oh, I bet it's going to be somebody from when they were kids and they're just going to kill the people when they're having sex. And I'm like, Shut up. Don't make fun of my movies. So I stopped making fun of it. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's when you just start slow clapping. You're like, awesome. Great idea. <laughs> Did you watch anything else, Noah? Nope. Rewatched, rewatched all the uh, Mandalorian episodes. Well, let's... Uh... Let's, I mean, I think this is going to be a weekly segment where at the end of the show we just talk about the last Mandalorian episode. Yeah. Because we have to talk about yeah, this week. I was going to say, I, but I think I think that's it. I've been real busy this week, so. It's been a short week. What about you, Doug? Yeah. Um, I had a couple of things. So you guys know Fred Durst made a movie, right? And it stars John Travolta. <laughs> And it made $628 during its theatrical release. Yeah. You know how when you're driving down the highway and there's an accident on the other side and traffic <laughs> slows down and you're like, I, I got to see what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah. So, so like a bunch of assholes, Netflix bought the right to this movie called The Fanatic and put it on. And now I'm like, God damn it. Now I got to watch this because <laughs> I can't not know. It, it's such a fucked up movie. So John Travolta plays this guy who's like, kind of like, I guess he's autistic or something. And he like basically becomes a stalker of this action star played by Devin Sawa. And you're like, what? <laughs> Should, shouldn't, it, shouldn't this be the, like the reverse? Shouldn't yeah, Devin Sawa so, be stalking John, John Travolta? But it's this weird thing where it's like... It becomes, there are a couple of scenes where it just becomes like ultra violent 
and there's like I don't know how to put it like like there's a way to do this movie if you and, and it's it's on the director I guess because Travolta's performance is not atrocious it's actually pretty good I think in a better movie it could be very good um, so there's a way to do this movie where like the autistic character doesn't understand boundaries and gets too close and things get violent and you know you're dealing with that sort of like well this guy felt threatened and that's why he was acting violent and this guy felt didn't understand what he was doing was wrong and stuff like that but this movie doesn't try to do any of that it's just these weird scenes of this guy like this John Travolta doing this weird autistic character and again I'm using the autistic term very loosely because that's what it said on Wikipedia that he has I'm not sure that it's an accurate portrayal but he's like he just keeps getting weirder and weirder and like breaking into parties to try to beat this action star and stuff. But it's an action star who's younger than him, which I find very strange for some reason. I find that weird. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Don't watch it, but it's fucked up. So you might want to watch it. I was going to say, it's one of those ones that I kept looking at it and I'd been like, you know what? I would totally watch that if it wasn't directed by Fred fucking Durst. I hate Fred Durst. I hate him on such a deep, a horrible, irrational level of a person I don't actually know. I hate him. I hate his stupid fucking hat. I hate his music. <laughs> the hat? <laughs> the hat is what does it. Oh, every every fucking thing about him. His voice, I it's like I said, it's just completely not rational. I just I just fucking hate him. Yeah. Alright. Everybody knows what to get Noah for Christmas. Yeah. Fred Durst hats. Yeah, it's a real motherfucking deal. <laughs> fucking Fred Durst. <laughs> fucking hate that guy. <laughs> you know, like for once, I'm not stepping in at all. I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird not to hear Doug go, well, you're being a little crazy. Calm down. Yeah, it is Fred Durst, so yeah, you're not unreasonable. But if you're curious about a movie like The Fin Act, there's a much better version of this movie called uh, Big Fan, which stars uh, Pat mm-hmm. Oswald. Have you that guys seen that good. one? Yeah, that, that one is really, good. I, I kept thinking back to that one when I'm watching this one because it's <laughs> like a similar kind of storyline, but it's just an actual good movie. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I recommend watching that. That's my, that's my review of The Fanatic. <laughs> you should watch Big Fan starring Pat Oswald. Pat Oswald is a surprisingly good actor. Um, I don't even know what else I watched, I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. I Well, I really wanted to go see the Mr. Rogers movie, whatever it's mm. called. Yeah. And somehow or another, I tried to talk my girlfriend into going to see that. She's like, no, we should go see an action movie instead. <laughs> Which You're is like, holy shit. Which fucking world is this? I'm like, like I don't I understand go, what's happening. I gotta go stop and buy a lottery ticket. Hold yeah, on. Like, I, I, no, I want to watch the Mr. Rogers movie. And she's like, watches the trail, and she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, no, I really want to see it. And then, uh, we ended up, I fucking lost the argument because I didn't know how to combat that. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. This is supposed to be going the other way. <laughs> I know how to make those arguments. <laughs> so I ended up seeing uh, 21 Bridges. Oh. Um, That's what you consider an action movie, huh? It is an action movie, which is problematic, by the way, because it shouldn't be. It's 
very clear that I don't know I don't know anything about the history of this movie because I didn't know I literally didn't know it existed until the day I saw it um, but it's supposed to be a movie about there's some cops that are killed in a drug deal gone bad and the main set of cops want to kill off like the um, the guys who did it ostensibly because they you know they're they're cop killers. You know, there's no point in arresting those guys and bringing them to justice. We're just going to kill them off. But this one good cop is going to—he's going to investigate and find out what happened, and he's going to realize they're trying to cover something up and blah blah blah, right? So all that is theoretically the plot, but like 90% of the movie is just them chasing these guys around. The concept of 21 bridges is—I guess that's how many bridges there are to Manhattan island and so they've got these guys on manhattan island they shut down all 21 bridges so that those guys are stuck there and that's they have one night to kind of find them before all hell's gonna break loose if they don't open the bridges back up but yeah it just turns into this sort of weird actiony movie where it clearly somebody was trying to write something better in it and it i don't know i don't know if it's studio interference or if it's a director's decision or what it was but it it feels very strange because they're trying to have all this like they end up trying to fit all this plot into the last like five minutes it's kind of like that Italian movie we watched <laughs> like at the end they're like oh yeah by the way there was this whole plot that uh, went on and uh, then the good guy cop goes and has to shoot out with some of the bad guy cops and it's all over but it's like that should have been the second half of the movie not the last ten minutes so yeah I don't know and the other interesting thing about this is that uh, it stars Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. who is great as Black Panther, mm-hmm. slightly miscast as a New York cop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what his natural accent is, but I know I heard it several times when he was trying to sound like a New York cop, and he just isn't capable of covering up his accent, which is a real problem. <laughs> So, especially because there's times where he's in, like, screaming matches with J.K. Simmons, who plays one of the police captains. And J.K. Simmons is so good, right? Mm-hmm. So then you've got, like, he's just making them look bad. And it's like an acting class where one of them is a professional and one of them is an amateur. I felt kind of bad for Bozeman in it. <laughs> he, just, he just probably shouldn't be cast as New York cops going forward. Yeah, I just wanted the movie to come out so I could stop seeing the goddamn trailer for it before everything. Really, I, I I don't remember seeing the trailer. Really, that trailer was before like every fucking movie. Well, maybe it's maybe that's the difference between Canada and the U.S., right? Because maybe I, I I I guess the marketing is different because, or I was just able to ignore the trailers. So, anyways. Don't, don't see that movie. It's not good. There's other, Man, it's not. She wanted not to see an action movie and you wasted it on this. Well, no, like she wanted to see that action movie. There wasn't oh. much. There wasn't a lot else. Like, then maybe you should have, maybe you should have known. Maybe your spidey sense should have went off. I bet she wants to go see a bad action movie. <laughs> Dude, I don't understand. I like now I'm still sitting here. Like I still want to see that Mr. Rogers movie. And it's like, I don't know. That doesn't seem like the kind of movie that's going to be out long term. I hope to wait and catch it in like a second run theater or something. If she ever says, I want to see an action, I want to go out and see an action movie, your response every time should be, 
Did they put Commando back in theaters and see what she says? I will. If the answer uh, is no, then you don't go. I should force her to sit down and watch Commando just to watch <laughs> the reaction on her face. That'd be fun. She'd be like, why is he walking with that tree on his shoulder? And be like, you don't question Arnold. Yeah. He, it's because he loves his daughter. Why else? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you uh, would carry a tree for our kid. That'll be my official response if you ever ask that question. <laughs> I just imagine Doug just getting mad. Like, you wouldn't carry a tree <laughs> on your shoulder? And then you just keep looking. You're like, how dare you? How dare you in our house? <laughs> she's suddenly in the most confusing argument she's ever been in in her life. I don't see why that wouldn't happen. I'm, if I'm being honest, if we tried to watch Commando together, I feel like that's how it would go. <laughs> uh, was, when we when we first started dating years ago, she used to come down to my basement and watch movies with me just because like, we were a cute new couple that wanted to always be together. Uh, and then Horror Etc. did their David Cronenberg uh, episodes. Oh. And I'm like, look, I got to watch these. <laughs> You're welcome to stay. You're welcome to go. <laughs> she never stepped foot in the no. basement again. <laughs> she could, like, there's, in, there's indications that she comes down here when I'm not home, but she doesn't risk coming down when I'm watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, sit down, sit down. I'm watching. Don't go. Don't look in the attic. You'll love it. <laughs> she, opens the, she opens the door and yells down the stairs. <laughs> Not to mention now I have to close the door if I want to watch a movie. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was a slight sidebar. <laughs> Should we get back to our regularly what have you been watching segment? <laughs> sure. What else you been watching? Um... Well, I mentioned to you, uh, at least to you, Brian. I mentioned that I was watching Rebels, oh, the yeah. Star Wars cartoon. So I finished up the first season of that. Still, never seen it. I got to tell you, like, it felt kind of like an episodic show to me, and it, I was kind of. I think I had said to you, like, after I finished the first season, I'm probably gonna have to take a break because it doesn't seem like it's designed to be kind of binged, mm-hmm. and it it was pretty cartoony in the beginning. Uh, by the end of the first season, I was fully hooked on it, though. It is... Nice. Uh, yeah, it gets pretty dark. It gets, like, real dark. It has, like... Like, there's these, there's this Inquisitor character who is, like, kind of like a, like a step below a Sith Lord that works for the Empire. And they're hunting down the Jedi. And they're, like... They capture the one guy that's a pseudo-Jedi in the show and, like, torture him. And <laughs> it's, like... It's pretty dark. And then there's, like... I don't know, there's just some weird shit that goes on. There's For anyone who's seen the show, the, the moment that got me hooked is when they go to, like, a Jedi temple, and, like, the young Padawan-type guy is, like, sent in to, to pass some test. And it is some trippy, weird shit that... It reminds me of what probably George Lucas would have done if he could have had that scene in the on Dagobah, but with today's technology, where Luke gets sent into, like, the dark hole thing and sees himself in Vader's mask or whatever. It, it's pretty cool and uh, yeah like the, all the Jedi stuff works and they found just the right way to just bring in characters from 
the original trilogy and just have them kind of sprinkled in. So Tarkin is kind of like a recurring character. Vader shows up right at the end of season one and has like a little mini run, um, like a couple episodes of at the beginning of seasons two, and then disappears again. And the portrayal of Vader is great. It's just like, that's exactly what I would want Vader to be like in a Star Wars TV show. Um, kind of somewhere. It's, it's, it's just so good. And uh, yeah. So by the end of the first season, the rebellion is kind of fully formed and moving forward. And in the second season, they've started introducing characters from, uh, from what's the other cartoon? Clone Wars. They started bringing back like characters from that that are like old people now <laughs> that are joining up with the rebellion. And I'm like, fuck, now I got to watch seven seasons of that. Like, guess now I want to know these guys' backstory. So I'm pretty impressed. Um, I, I didn't expect it to be this good. And like the visuals when they are on like Empire ships and stuff like that look just like what you would expect them to look like. They're they're perfect, which is really important in Star Wars. So. Yeah, I may have to start watching it. Yeah, I, again, some of the episodes do feel kind of episode of the week kind of thing, but when they start getting into like the really Star Wars heavy stuff, it's really well done. So now that's you're gonna have to hear me talk about that again next week because I did not take a break after season one. <laughs> I watched like the first eleven episodes of season two already. Nice. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, and I don't know if he still listens. There was a guy named Stephen that used to listen to the last horrorcast, and he used to tell me all the time to watch the show. Nice to tell him all the time. Yeah, I'll get to it one day. So if you're still listening, man, you were right. I should have watched it back then. Uh, I finally got to it. Yeah. It just it just took uh, Disney putting it on my phone for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with our shortened uh, time period, that is all I watched. So. Hmm. Well, the only thing I watched is I went to theater and saw Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I had been pretty excited to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. Um, I had heard another podcast say that it felt like he was borrowing a little bit of... Taika Waititi was borrowing a little bit from Wes Anderson. Which, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's wrong, but doesn't mean it's not brilliant still so uh if you haven't seen the trailer uh set in the 40s towards the end of world war ii where this kid is very excited to join the hitler youth uh group i don't know what the fuck you would call it um he's super excited you know he's all swastika up ready to go this event um, they constantly are talking how horrible Jewish people are, but it's all done hilariously if you watch it. It's obviously a big old farce. Um, but then, of course, his imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler, played by Taika Waititi, who uh, is fucking hilarious in this movie. Uh, and then, of course, he finds out that his mother is actually hiding a Jewish girl in their house that he was not aware of. And so then his, 
he starts becoming conflicted, like, well, she's obviously Jewish, so she's evil. But then, you know, spending time with her and talking with her and stuff. Maybe realizes his... The whole movie's about how horrible blind fanaticism can be if you are not even paying attention to kind of what's going on around you. Um, I have no idea why somebody would make a movie like that nowadays, but... Uh, so yeah, I mean it's pretty fantastic. Uh, Sam Rockwell's in it. He plays the guy that has been demoted out of the army, that now runs this uh, Hitler Youth group or whatever. Um, but he's the thing I love about Sam Rockwell is he'll he'll put on a pretty like crazy over the top performance. But then he'll find some weird little moment, like towards the end of the movie, that just like completely tells you everything about how this person actually feels about sort of everything going on around him. And it's like a real genuine moment. And you just like are just like, fuck, he's so fucking good in everything. And it's just it's astounding to watch to watch that transformation. He does it like in a lot of his movies. It'll, it'll just be weird over the top shit. And then just one scene that will sort of make you like re completely change how you look at the character and sort of what his character has been saying the whole time. So good at stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. Definitely watch it. Uh, Taika Waititi's Adolf Hitler is one of the best things ever. I would just watch the whole show. If you just say Taika Waititi as Adolf Hitler, it's like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know how you don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's great. Like, you know, the kid gets made fun of, and he's running off like by himself. He's like, hey, why are you crying? And he's like, oh, they said all this mean stuff about me. He's like, hey, man, you got to not focus on that. Lots of people said crazy stuff about me, like, hey, look at this lunatic. He's going to get us all killed. And then he just shrugged his shoulder like, look at that kind of bullshit. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> uh, it's so good. So Jojo Rabbit, if you get a chance to watch it, high recommend. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future. All right, next week, we are going to sort of, I guess, do a sequel to an episode that we did less than a year ago. And uh, we're talking about... Well, normally we say we're going to do a sequel and then it just ne- it'll never happen. Um, so we're doing Scream, Blackula Scream and then following that up with Black Inside. So, should be a lot of fun. I know Doug loves uh, exploitation movies. So I picked this out just for you. Well, I, th- I think I enjoyed Blackula, though. When you get into the horror stuff, I think of them as horror movies, not black exploitation movies, because I don't see color, Brian, unlike you. No. Well, you got me there. <laughs> God damn it, now we're going to get some weird one-star review of some guy yelling that we're racist. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, welcome back. Well, we're going to get two. We're going to get one about how you guys are racist, and we're going to get another one about how I... Uh, I need to modernize my views because not seeing color isn't good enough anymore to be fighting for the <laughs> rights of the oppressed. <sighs> good thing no one listens or else we'd actually get discussion. <laughs> Again, if you hate the podcast, please write in and let us know. Yeah, send us some hate mail. We'd love to read it on the show. 
Mind you, if you if you hate the podcast and you're listening at this point of the podcast, <laughs> you have your own set of issues to deal with. Uh, so but after, I think... after you email us, seek help. <laughs> but one thing I think we can all agree on, everybody seems to be loving the Mandalorian. Yep. It makes everybody love Star Wars again, at least this small little window of it. So good. It makes me so happy that not only are not only does everybody love Star Wars again, but they're correct to love Star Wars again. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into a spoilery talk about episode three of The Mandalorian. Some shit went down. Mando shows up, delivers delivers Baby Yoda to Werner Herzog. Gets and Baby Yoda leaves the room in one of the saddest looks I've ever seen. It's oh, so fuck. fucking heartbreaking. <sighs> he's like, really? It's so you're, weird you're, that as human beings, like, he's like, we're you're doing this. You're leaving me here. You're really gonna do this? And it's just like, fuck. <sighs> we were bye, friends, bye, you shit, you know? <laughs> right? So he tries to find out what they're going to do with him. They say that's not your concern. It's part of the code or whatever nonsense. Yeah. And they give him all guild, of his... Guild rules. Yeah. They give him all of his steel. He goes and has a badass suit of armor made. And then oh. decides, you know what? Fuck it. I'm basically going to use this armor that I just made to break back in and steal Baby Yoda back. Just like It's exactly what everyone predicted was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And- and it was just wish fulfillment on the best level because he's just walking in there taking out stormtroopers. <laughs> and it's just like, that's awesome. Well, the best thing is, like, as he's as he's flying back, like, Baby Yoda, of course, steals, like, the knob off of, like, a shifter or something. Yeah. he's just, like, takes it away. Like, this is not a toy. But then yeah, he's, he's going to leave the planet and he goes to reach for it and realizes the, the knob still isn't on. And that's when you know it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's he's shutting all the engines down. He's getting off. He's gonna go whoop some ass. By the way, the, the highlight of the whole fucking show for me, my favorite moment in television history, when uh, he's flying his thing and Baby Yoda's in the background, and you just see Baby Yoda climbing out of his little thing, and he like drops <laughs> down like a kid climbing out of his high chair. <laughs> like that's fucking amazing. That's <laughs> little Baby Yoda, dude. <laughs> Just reaching up out of nowhere. You can't even see him over the console. You just see his little <laughs> arm come up. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Okay. Plus, proof of what, we, what I was saying last week about how he's not that strong with the Force, that he mm. has the ability, but he has no control, because otherwise he would have just had that thing float over to him. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Ghost talks to, what's-his-face, uh, Carl Weathers, who basically tells him the same thing, like, Dude, enjoy. Like, you just had a big score. Take some time off. Uh, we can't tell you what's going to happen to Baby Yoda. And then, yeah. He goes, rescues Baby Yoda. Shit hits the fan. As just about every bounty hunter in the uh, area shows up to take him out. You know, I've been saying each episode has been like a knockoff of another film kind of Star Wars up. Is it just me or is this one John Wick? (laughs) (laughs) You're not far off. Like everyone on the planet is a bounty hunter. (sighs) 
Well, I mean, that's kind of why they're on that planet, right? Hmm. I feel like within the confines of Star Wars logic, it, it was close enough. Yeah, everybody there's a bounty hunter. Uh, and then the big scene, which I was so excited to see. Uh, after he gets his suit of armor made, all the other Mandalorians seem very jealous and just like douchey to him. But then when all seems lost, he's pinned down, can't him and baby Yoda can't escape. Fucking Carl Weathers has showed up like I'm going to bust you up too and take the bounty or whatever. Out of nowhere, fucking Mandalorians galore fly in on jetpacks and just start wasting people. Yep. I was just like, this is the best thing that's ever happened in my entire life. And my wife is like, but we got married. I'm like, in my entire life. <laughs> it is just such wish fulfillment. The idea that there's a whole bunch of Boba Fett's doing all the badass things that we wish Boba Fett had done when we were kids. <laughs> right? <laughs> it is just that. It's just they're all flying around. Uh, got a giant guns just mowing down other bounty hunters. Oh, yeah. Such good stuff. So, I mean, how, how did we feel about episode three? Because I, uh, I was so in love with this episode. It, it seems like we're all pretty happy. <laughs> I I have not yet had a real complaint about the, the series. No. That makes Noah worried, because that means he's waiting. <laughs> Well, it does. It does make me a little nervous that like the inevitable heartbreak is coming. <laughs> the only like flaw I could find in this, which is, I'm not complaining. I'm just objectively saying, like, yes, there are. The flaw would be not not a lot happens in each episode, technically speaking, like plot wise. It, it kind of just inches along. <laughs> Like, if this were a movie and it was an hour and a half and he had just now decided to start protecting Baby Yoda, we'd think that was a slow-moving movie. But I don't care because all the action stuff is so good and the humor works and it's it fucking feels like a Star Wars show, which is so important. So I'm happy to go with it all. Multiple Mandalorians with jetpacks mowing people down. I know. That's all, that's all you need. I agree. <laughs> they had a, they had just enough like plot in there where it was like that one other Mandalorian was like mad at him for having the nerve to uh, work for the Empire, and then they made friends again by the end of the episode. So I assume somewhere we're going to get some backstory on these Mandalorians. So. I like I like that it continues to slowly build up the uh, whatever weird societal shit it is that these Mandalorians have. It it yeah. is the way. <laughs> it's, it's, the way. Well, it's probably going to become like uh, really interesting at some point studying the back story of all these. Uh, of all these Mandalorian like this culture um, so far it hasn't really gotten too much into it but I'm really looking forward to that where we find it like I assume they're going to reestablish a new Mandalorian homeworld somewhere home base at least might be interesting it's kind of the impression I get is that that's what they're building towards 
but they're clearly rebuilding their culture after they were somewhat wiped out by the Empire, right? I was going to say no. Right. Well, that's, that's, well, that's that's the assumption. The, the problem is, is like I said, with the uh, especially with the Mandalorians, they've rewritten the canon so much that it's I I honestly don't can't but definitively current, say anything. My current canon is the movies, Clone Wars, and Rebels, basically, right? And any comic book that's been released after after Disney bought them, but I don't know that there's been a Mandalorian comic since then. Well, and I think they've been picking and choosing which previous novels actually count as well. Well, I think, yeah, I, I, think, don't, con- I think there's like a definitive the, list though. No, I think the concept of, of calling all the other stuff legends is that those are all stories that exist. And therefore, if we want one of those stories to be true for the purposes of our shows, we'll just make it true. Right, I think that's the whole idea. So they can grab that stuff if they want it, or bring out a character. So I don't know. I know there is there was a dropped reference in um, Rebels to the destruction of the Mandalorian home planet, but it was made by a guy from Clone Wars, and I'm wondering if in Clone Wars that's addressed. <laughs> I'll let you know when I get through seven seasons of that show, whether they bring it up. Yeah, I remember I started watching it and remembered enjoying it quite a bit, but I got, you know, distracted by something shiny and never went back to it. Yeah, I was going to say, in the old in the old, old canon, their homeworld's been destroyed more than once. <laughs> Fucking Mandalorians, man! Nobody likes them. I think it's. I think it's more. Everybody's kind of fucking afraid of them. So yeah, you gotta, I guess after this episode, I can see why. Yeah. Well, and stuff like so. So the Beskar, right? The the steel that they're after is called. It, it used to be called Mandalorian iron. Like the Beskar terms, a new thing, but. In that it's it's a big deal because basically it makes stormtrooper armor look like shit because stormtrooper armor is shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and it could even if you have a nice, good thick plate of it, you can take like hits from a lightsaber without dying, which is a really really big deal. Yeah, it seems like that would come in handy in the Star Wars universe. It really does. <laughs> I, sh- yeah. I should say a glancing, if a glancing blow, if they swing it and it like hits it at an angle, it'll bounce off. But but if they like stab you directly, they'll go right through you still. But. Yeah. Yeah, I watched some videos on sort of like, you know, people breaking down each individual episode and they had mentioned... Yeah, that the armor could possibly resist some lightsabers and stuff. I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to say the moment, like, in that first episode where you see him get the one pauldron, I was like, oh, this is cool. We're slowly going to see him put together his, his armor and stuff. And instead, it's like episode three, they're like full fucking suit. And it's like, okay, not what I was expecting, but... 
Looks so good. <laughs> I was going to say, when he fucking walks into the cantina, Amanda's just like, uh-huh, that's right. Fucking badass walking in now. Right. I was getting ready to say, whatever all the uh, all the fobs go off at once, I was like, oh, shit, this is about to fucking get real. Really real, <laughs> yeah. It 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 did, man. That that fucking in fight scene, like you said, it it is John Wick, right? It's the whole everyone's an assassin. I mean, it is close to that, right? And and that's fine because I'm fine with all the other stuff they've they've you know kind of homaged or ripped off or whatever you want to call it, but it's fucking is real fucking good. I like the fact that uh, at the end of the episode, he makes the reference to the fact that he doesn't have a Mandalorian jetpack yet. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta give me one of those. Let's see. You're uh, you're saying he got his whole suit in episode three, but we still have to build up to the jetpack. <laughs> I really want to know what the fuck that gun is that he shoots, because that thing's ridiculous. It's fucking it's awesome. Like, it's like a shock lance laser rifle, and then you can put like disintegration rounds in it. The concept of a fucking uh, disintegration round is great in and of itself. And I, I'm still so impressed that, like, for the fact that Disney was really, really insistent that of all the IP that they own, they were only going to put kid-friendly and family-friendly stuff on here. I don't know if this show's entirely (laughs) (laughs) family-friendly. No, like, I don't think I'd watch this. Even the cartoons, I don't think I'd watch with a little, little kid. That's what I'm saying. I think they're... I think totally they're right, though. They're, it's where it's supposed to be. Well, they, they're that weird sort of like this would have been family friendly in the 80s when it was okay to murder people all the time. Well, you also have to remember they have 29 seasons of The Simpsons on there. And at one time, The Simpsons was the scourge of, of television because Bill oh, Cosby right. told us so. That's a solid point. <laughs> so this is pretty tame by today's standards. Things have gone uh, pretty quickly. All right. Well, anything else? No. If you're not if you're not watching Mandalorian, you, what the fuck? You must not have Disney Plus or have a friend who has Disney Plus, right? Because you're missing or, out. You need to get that just shit. stealing it. Whatever, figure out a way to watch it. <laughs> when's yeah. when's the next show start coming out? That's the real question. I think that's going to be know. the problem. I think there's going to be big gaps. Yeah, I don't know. Because I just I feel like so right now there's basically just the two shows that I'm watching, which is the Gold Bloom show and in this show, and I guess there's like two or three other ones that I just don't fucking have any interest in. But I really need the Marvel shows to start coming out to to scratch my, right. my comic book itch. Yeah, I think that's going to be the the real kicker is going to be the gap between them. I don't know because the whole point's that they're going to kind of flow together, right? 
I thought that's what everybody kept saying. Like, it's one show ends, another show starts all the time. Oh. Well, do they have anything ready to go? Well, that was that was my understanding is that by the time Mandalorian's done, they're supposed to be pretty close to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming out. If I remember right. I, I don't think that's going to happen. So I don't even know if they've started yet, have they? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, I'm I'm just regurgitating what I've heard. I've heard that yeah. the 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 end goal idea was with releasing it with the weekly schedule like they're doing that they should get to a point where there will always be one Marvel show and one Star Wars show going at all times. They'll only be released one episode a week, but it'll keep people on the hook so that whenever the movies and shit come out, everybody's still jazzed. Yeah. And apparently, uh, the Kevin Feige has said, you're pretty much going to have to watch the Marvel shows to be fully invested in the Marvel movies going forward. Yeah. But they, yeah. I don't know. They've been saying that for years, but I know people who just go in and watch individual Marvel movies without having seen them all. And they still are able to enjoy them. Yeah, but they're talking about nerds like us, not the average. Yeah. Casual. But nerds like nerds like us all have Disney Plus and all got it within the first like 24 <laughs> hours that it was available. So they're not selling us on anything. I was a little pissed off that the app was not available before the release date. I was like, this is not fair that I'm going to have to waste precious moments downloading the app before I can watch this stuff. That's a weird problem to have, man. First world problems, man. I'm also mad that they, they released it on the week of a holiday and they waited until the day after the holiday to release it. <laughs> Like, literally everyone had an entire day of sitting around to watch Disney Plus stuff, and they were like, no, fuck you guys. <laughs> to be fair, it's only an American holiday. Which holiday was it? I suppose. Memorial Day. Nah, it was Columbus Day, wasn't it? Or was it what, was the date of, what was the date of the holiday? Veterans Day sounds right. Because Columbus stays in October. November 12th. Okay. Yeah. Veterans Day is the day that we celebrate veterans by taking a day off work and not doing anything for veterans. Is that a yeah. national holiday down there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, have, oh. we, call it, we call it Remembrance Day here, but it's the same thing, but... Do you, guys, do you guys actually, like, celebrate that holiday and do things? Oh. Some of us still had to work. It's mostly like banks and stuff that. Yeah, I think it's more like kind of what it is like here. Which is why Noah was off. So. But to answer your question, no, no, most people don't do much. We. um, Everyone wears a poppy and then some, like a few people go to a ceremony in downtown of each city. And then that's it. No, we're. I said no, because in America, we have a lot of those holidays, mm-hmm. and, and nobody does anything for you. <laughs> I mean, we've got Memorial Day for dead soldiers and Veterans Day for living soldiers and, and President's, President's Day. Day. 
in all those and, and fucking Columbus Day. What a fucking joke that holiday is. Which a lot of states are now changing to Indigenous People Day. See, that makes more but, sense. You know, whatever. It's still a holiday where it's like, hey, remember you used to live here and we took all that shit and kill, killed most of you? And then in <laughs> Illinois, we have Kashmir Pulaski Day. <laughs> That's right. He was a Polish guy who got hit in the dick with a cannonball and died of an infection. See, that's worth celebrating. Do you guys well, do you I, college I, kids who get drunk and shoot each other in the dick with cannons? Because that's uh, they should. No, Roman, Roman candles. That, the entire reason why that holiday exists in the state is there was a mayor who was fall or was a governor. I think it was a governor that was falling behind in the uh, the vote. It wasn't going to get reelected, and they did this demographic thing, and it showed that. Uh, Polish people, people of Polish descent, were the least likely to vote for him. So he basically made up a Polish war hero holiday <laughs> to, to win an election. Well, good for him. That's, I respect that. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.